for the last few months, I've sort of been on a journey. Now, that's not saying much because I'm always on some sort of journey. I'm just the type of person that's always on some sort of emotional journey. Sometimes it's painful. Sometimes it's excruciating. Sometimes it's debilitating. And sometimes it's really fun. And I'll say for the most part, my emotional journeys are really uncomfortable. And part of me wonders if it's subconsciously like self-inflicted so that I have things to talk about on this podcast. <laughs> like, do I force myself on emotional journeys to have more to talk about? Ugh. I don't think so. I don't think so. I think it's just the type of person I am. I'm I'm always on some sort of emotional journey. The particular emotional journey I've been on recently has been really fun. What a blessing to go on a fun emotional journey. <laughs> wow, what a treat. My particular journey as of recent has been rebuilding my social life. Now that sounds kind of sad because it insinuates that I didn't have a social life before, but hold on before you feel bad for me, which you shouldn't. Okay. Now this feels weird, but listen, before you sort of make a face at home, like, Oh, that's kind of unfortunate. She's rebuilding her social life. What happened to it before? Before you start feeling bad for me and judging me, this, this is a self-inflicted situation. Okay. I didn't have a social life for a really long time because I didn't want one. And if you're a consistent listener to Anything Goes, you know this about me. For the past few years, all I've talked about is the importance of independence. And the reason why that's been a consistent topic is because that was the emotional journey I was on for the past few years. For the last few years, I had been focused on independence because that is what I was craving. That is what I knew I needed in order to make my life better. This episode is presented by Haagen-Dazs. It's love at first bite with the new Haagen-Dazs Dulce de Leche bar featuring rich caramel Dulce de Leche ice cream swirled with thick, milky Dulce de Leche ribbons and dipped in milk chocolate. Indulgent? Yes. The perfect way to treat yourself? Absolutely. Find at retailers nationwide. That's DOS. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. Dating can be exhausting. Even just getting to the dating stage is a little bit overwhelming. You know, I'm not somebody who loves casually dating. I like to be in a relationship. Finding somebody you're attracted to is challenging enough, but then making sure that you're compatible is a whole other challenge. Well, Bumble is helping take some of the pressure off. Now you can make the first move or not. It's entirely up to you, thanks to Bumble's new feature, Opening Moves. It's a simple way to start conversations. Just choose a question and let your matches reply to kick off the chat. Try Opening Moves on the new Bumble. Download Bumble now. This episode is brought to you by Colgate Optic White. Their overnight whitening pen gives you visibly whiter teeth in just seven days when used as directed. Just popping the pen into your night routine will have you waking up with that perfect teeth vibe without even trying. I drink a lot of coffee. I drink a little bit of red wine. Listen, my teeth are stained a little bit, okay? And so little tools and tricks that I can add into my routine that make me feel more confident really help 
in front of the camera and just in my normal life. It's a great way to give yourself an extra confidence boost and live life to the brightest. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers. When I was a young teenager, I was very dependent in my relationships. I had a lot of codependent relationships and I really relied on my friends and significant others in a way that was out of balance. You know, I relied on them too much to distract me from my problems, to give me foundation in my life, etc. And it caused me a lot of distress over time because number one, I'd find myself in relationships that were not healthy and I was just staying in them so that I wouldn't have to be alone. I also was so afraid of damaging any relationships that I was constantly saying yes to everything. I was a yes man. I was too afraid of conflict because I was too afraid of losing relationships. So I was sort of inconveniencing myself for the sake of relationships. And that got in the way of many things in my life. So I got to a point where I was like, okay, I need to step back and develop a sense of independence and reevaluate all of my current relationships because it was clear to me that things weren't working, right? On any level in my social life. I had to get to a place where I was comfortable enough being alone that I didn't ever feel the need to be in a relationship that wasn't healthy or positive. I needed to get to a place with myself that would allow me to have high quality friendships. And that took a lot of alone time. There was a lot that I had to figure out. Why am I so codependent in relationships? Why do I tend to attract people who are not the best friends for me personally? Why do I feel like I need to be a yes man? Why am I struggling with my independence, et cetera, et cetera? There was so much I had to figure out. And quite honestly, it took me a few years to figure it all out. Now, during my independence journey, I still did have friends. I did. But I didn't have any deep friendships. Majority of my friendships were very surface level. And I still went out every once in a while, maybe to a party, but it was not frequent at all. It was not frequent at all. And romantically, I was in a relationship. I am in a relationship, but with a very independent person who did not enable me and does not enable me to be codependent. That's out of the question. It's not even possible with this person. So I kind of had a good situation during that period of my life because I was in a romantic relationship that could not be less codependent and couldn't possibly be codependent. So there was no enabling there. So I was able to be in a romantic relationship while going through this period. But my friendships were very surface level at the time because I didn't have it in me to, you know, work on myself while simultaneously trying to find new friendships that that worked for me. I sort of had to work on myself first before I could go and rebuild old friendships and build new ones, right? But I am at a point now where I'm independent. I 
I'm definitely independent and I've been independent for a while now, but it's sort of ingrained into my being now at this point. You know, I, I can be alone for a week, two weeks and be completely fine. I don't need to be in constant contact with friends or even my significant other in order to feel fulfilled in life. You know, that's not where my fulfillment comes from. And that, that's just where I'm at now. I've arrived at this point. But what was interesting was I found that arriving to this point of independence weirdly made me crave friendship all of a sudden. After years of not really needing friendship, not really prioritizing friendship, really focusing on myself, my subconscious knew immediately when I had arrived at at a good place that it was time to make friends again. Like it was like my subconscious told me, okay, it's time. It's time for you to go back out into the world. You've, you've done it. You've figured it out. And now you need to go back out in the world and you need to put effort in to your social life again, because it's just time. I got to a point where being alone as much as I was, was not recharging me anymore. It was not helping me grow anymore. It was just making me sad. And that wasn't necessarily the case before. You know, there would be nights here and there where I'd be like, dang, it kind of would be fun if I had like a big group of friends and we could go out tonight. But it wasn't frequent enough to be an issue. But for the most part, I really just didn't want a bustling social life. It just wasn't something I was interested in. Now, all of a sudden, it's come back onto my list of priorities. And it has been really fun for me and good. And I feel like now at this new place in my life, I'm able to rebuild my social life in a way that truly feels good for me and feels somewhat fulfilling for me. And it's been really interesting and exciting to watch it sort of rebuild. Now, I'm also at an interesting place in my life because I'm 22 years old, right? But I never went to college. Now, not going to college definitely impacted my social life in my later teen years, in my early 20s, because a lot of the social infrastructure that would have been there for me if I had went was not there because I skipped that step and went straight to being an adult living alone in Los Angeles with no social infrastructure. Well, there there is a social infrastructure, but it's much more complicated. When you're in college, you sort of have this built-in social infrastructure. You know, you have kids that you see in your class. You have parties that are on campus or in the dorms or in the, I don't know, I didn't go. I don't know what happens at college, but there's frat parties. There's, you know, college towns where everyone hangs out. There's so many opportunities for friendship and nightlife and all of these things. And I just didn't have access to that. Like it went straight to adult mode for me at 17. And a lot of the social activities in Los Angeles weren't laid out for me. You know, like 
I didn't know anyone throwing fun parties. And that was kind of my only opportunity for nightlife. You know, you have to be 21 to go into a bar or club legally. So that whole situation's complicated and not appealing because um, it involves breaking the law to get in. So not my idea of fun. And when it came to making friends, it's just much more difficult because I worked from home alone every day. I didn't even know where to meet people other than my peers that were in the same industry as me, right? So not going to college definitely made my later teen, early adult social life complicated to begin with. I think that my sort of situation in life, my circumstances in life have made being social for me a little bit more challenging in the sense that it's not right in front of me, like when you're in college. You have to take extra steps in order to be social in the sort of adult world, if you will. And that makes it harder in general, right? It makes it more time-consuming. It makes it more troublesome overall. When I was a teenager living in L.A., that was really disappointing for me. And I think that's maybe what created the codependency in a lot of my friendships and relationships because I feared that I maybe wouldn't be able to find anyone else because it was so challenging in LA. But then when I was going through my phase of independence, it was really easy because not being in college made it easy to sort of step back from my social life because it's not like I have to see my friends every day in class or walk past parties every night on the way back to my dorm. You know, it was easy to sort of step back and take my time for myself with no distractions. But all of that to say, I've sort of been building up my social life from scratch because I never really had a super bustling social life anyway. I never really had a huge group of friends. I never really had endless invites to parties prior to my period of alone time, I was not really very social either. I was, you know, I was more than I was during my alone time, but it was like not, it wasn't bustling. You know what I mean? It wasn't super fulfilling and exciting. It was almost sort of desperate in a way. Like my, my social choices were more desperate for social interaction. They weren't based on compatibility with others, shared interests with others, genuine, healthy connection. So now we're rebuilding. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. When you're feeling down, sometimes it's good to be alone, but talking can also be a big help. Keeping everything bottled up is not great for your health. It would cause me a lot of stress and anxiety. It's almost like, I use this metaphor a lot, but it's almost like carrying a backpack around. And when you have stuff bottled up, it gets added to the backpack. And when you talk about it, you get to take it out of the backpack. Now the backpack's a little bit lighter. Once I got older and I learned how to communicate, I never stopped because I like having an empty backpack. It just feels better and my quality of life is better. When you need to talk and need a safe space, I highly recommend therapy. It's a great way to work through whatever's bothering you in a judgment-free place. There's something really special about having a resource to talk to that is not involved in your life on a personal level. 
So if you want to give therapy a try, check out BetterHelp. It's entirely online, convenient, and flexible. It's also easy to get started. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash anything today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash anything. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. Dating can be exhausting. Even just getting to the dating stage is a little bit overwhelming. You know, I'm not somebody who loves casually dating. I like to be in a relationship. Finding somebody you're attracted to is challenging enough, but then making sure that you're compatible is a whole other challenge. Well, Bumble is helping take some of the pressure off. Now you can make the first move or not. It's entirely up to you. Thanks to Bumble's new feature, Opening Moves. It's a simple way to start conversations. Just choose a question and let your matches reply to kick off the chat. Try opening moves on the new Bumble. Download Bumble now. The way that I approach friendship now is so different than ever before. And I think it's because I don't feel like I need anyone. I don't feel like I need anyone, but I want to be around people. I want to have friends, but I don't need friends. And I know that. So it allows me to choose who I hang out with based on genuine intentions and genuine connection. I hang out with people now. I build friendships with people now who are fun to be around, who care about me, who create healthy boundaries in unison with me, who are just genuinely good people because I have the mental space at this point to sort of pick and choose who's a good match for me. And I don't feel the pressure to build a friendship with somebody who I deep down know maybe isn't great for me because I have nothing to lose now because I'm not afraid of being alone. And it's such a relief to approach friendships in this way because instead of being fearful that I'll get caught up in a friendship that ends up being shitty for me and ends up making me feel trapped, I feel like I have full control over my friendships now. I'm not afraid to say no. I'm not afraid to back away from something that's not working. And so I'm not afraid of getting caught up in a bad friendship or a bad relationship. Whereas before, I used to be such a yes man out of fear of creating some sort of conflict and out of fear of being alone. So I'd end up getting stuck in these friendships that I really didn't want to be in. But I kind of felt like I had to be in because I was too afraid of being alone. And this sort of explains what drove me to needing that phase of independence to begin with. I think I was so exhausted by all the shitty relationships that I had. I got to a point where I was like, I can't keep building these shitty friendships just because I don't know how to reject someone. I don't know how to put my foot down and back away, you know? And so I got to a point where I was like, I need to figure out how to be alone so that I have the strength to not participate in relationships that aren't working for me due to desperate measures. Desperate measures to not be alone and desperate measures to people please and not cause any conflict. And it's just so funny because now I have all of this 
mental energy to dedicate to positive relationships because I'm not wasting all my energy entertaining relationships that weren't working for me. And now I have all this energy to build up the relationships that are working and to look around for new ones, you know? And it's so exciting. I've also sort of figured out what my boundaries need to be in relationships. You know, I still need a lot of alone time. I still need to get my work done. I still need to prioritize my schedule. And those were all things that I would neglect in relationships. My own life structure, I would neglect that. And the friendship was number one priority. And now I'm at, I'm at a place where I feel comfortable setting boundaries that allow me to get the best of both worlds. You know, I get my time alone. I get my time to work and get stuff done. And then I dedicate the weekends really to being social, hanging out with friends, going out to parties, going out to bars, doing all that. You know, I save that for the weekends and I work all week and then I go and I have my weekend instead of, you know, saying yes to every invite I get from friends. You know, I'm at a place now where I'm like, listen, on the weekends, let's do it all. Let's do it all. Let's go to lunch. Let's go shopping. Let's go to the club. I don't care. That's how I sort of structure my week and my schedule in a way that allows me to get everything done that I need to get done, but also have time for my social life. And my friends totally get that, don't care, understand it. They're like, great, us too. Okay, great. You know what I mean? The people that I'm surrounding myself with now, without even thinking twice, just respect that boundary. You know, I need my space. You know, like that's what my boundaries look like. Looks different for everyone. And I'm comfortable setting those. I have no fear in setting those because I'm not afraid of my friends saying, you don't want to hang out with me every day. Fuck you. Then we're never talking again. I'm not afraid of that because if that happens, then that's not a good friend. And I don't want them in my life anyway. But now I'm not afraid of that. This episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Imagine you find something that you love. Maybe you see your friend wearing a cool t-shirt and you're like, oh, I want that. And then they give you the website and you go onto it and it just doesn't feel quite right. That doesn't make you want to buy that t-shirt. A good website is crucial when it comes to selling your product or a brand. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. It's okay if you don't know the first thing about design. You can choose from professionally curated layouts with the Squarespace blueprint. Squarespace even has AI that can help you kickstart or update your website copy. If you're selling products, Squarespace makes checkout seamless for your customers with simple but powerful payment methods. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial and save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain with the code EMMA. This episode is brought to you by Haagen-Dazs. There's a new love in my life, and it's delicious. It's the new Haagen-Dazs Dulce de Leche ice cream bar. Wow, it's good. I've been obsessed with having a little sweet treat after dinner, and these ice cream bars could not be more perfect. They're rich and indulgent 
They're so creamy and so high quality. They could not be more delicious. So when you're ready to treat yourself just because, fall in love with the new Haagen-Dazs Dulce de Leche ice cream bar. That's Dawes. Find at retailers nationwide. Now let's really zoom in to the nightlife sort of portion of all of this because there are so many social categories, right? You have your romantic relationships. You have your friends that you do activities with. You have your friends that you go out at night with. You have your friends at work, et cetera, et cetera. There's so many categories, but we need to specifically talk about nightlife with friends because this is something that I've never really participated in too heavily. It's never been like a weekend thing. Like, okay, on the weekends, we go out until now. And now it is a thing and I'm loving it. Sorry, I am loving it. (sighs) Prior to now, there were a lot of things holding me back from really enjoying nightlife. Number one, I was, I, I turned 21 last year and that's the legal drinking age in the United States, right? So a lot of the sort of environments like bars, clubs, etc., weren't for me. I also hated every party I went to because I wasn't hanging out with the right people. I wasn't going to the right parties. So naturally I was like, this sucks because it, it wasn't people that, you know, maybe I clicked with very well. I also didn't always have friends to go with. I didn't always have people to go with to these sort of events. I also sort of felt like going out at night was like a waste of time. I was like, this is such a waste of time. So much better to just go to bed early, wake up, feel refreshed. Like I always just thought it was a waste of time. I never really got anything out of it until recently. I figured out that nightlife is really what you make of it. And you have to cater the experience to you as an individual. And that is what I've been doing as I've been rebuilding my social life. I've been rethinking the way I do nightlife and it's changed it for me. Now I'm loving it. First, you have to find friends that make it fun. Having friends that make anything fun, make anything fun. You know, like with my friends, I feel like we could go to an abandoned shopping mall in the middle of nowhere and somehow make it fun. You know, actually, that kind of sounds fun anyway. That actually sounds fun. It sounds dangerous, but it does sound kind of fun. But you get my point, okay? Finding a friend group that is able to have fun no matter where you all are is the first step to truly enjoying nightlife if you're not somebody who enjoys it naturally like me. Because no matter how the evening turns out, you're going to have a good time. Even if the bar is empty that night, even if the club is not a vibe that night, even if the party that you go to is shitty, if you're with a good group of people, you can't go wrong. And that's the first thing I've learned. The second thing I've learned is you can't go in with any expectation. I used to go in to parties, clubs, bars at night with so much expectation. Like when I was single years and years ago, anytime I'd go out at night, I'd be like, 
tonight I'm meeting my next boyfriend. (laughs) And when I wouldn't find that, I would be like, well, that was a failure and I'd be bummed out and pissed. Or I'd go out expecting the party to be like Project X, the movie, okay, where it's like everyone's dancing and laughing and smiling and it's packed and there's so many people and it's so fun. The truth is you're not going to, that just, parties aren't really that fun for the most part. They're just not. I still stand by that belief. But what's changed for me is that I don't expect it to be fun. It's just something to do with your friends that's entertaining, you know? Every once in a while, you might go to a party that's really fun. Sure. But for the most part, no, it's not that fun. You know, it's not that fun. But it's about doing something with your friends that's entertaining and it's late at night. So it's kind of an adventure, you know, going in with no expectations. It makes it so much more enjoyable. So good people and no expectations. You're already doing great. You know, obviously nightlife goes hand in hand with drinking, drugs, et cetera, et cetera. Now, I don't do drugs, so that's kind of out of the question for me. If you don't believe me, actually, you know what? Some people really think I'm a drug addict because I have, you know, dark circles under my eyes. I get comments all the time like, she's definitely on drugs. Well, she is definitely on drugs, which is rude, but it's fine because I'm not on drugs not even marijuana. Okay. So don't try me. Like don't fucking try me with that. Okay. My dark circles are genetic. I sleep eight hours a night. They're still there. I sleep 10 hours a night. They're still there. I'm not on drugs. Not that we should judge people who are on drugs because we shouldn't. I I don't think we should judge those people. That's not what I'm saying. But people taking my appearance and saying, well, she's on drugs because of that. That's rude. So anyway, um, it's okay. Though I'm not, I don't take it personal. Wow, that was a that was a tangent. Sorry, what I was trying to say was I don't participate in any drugs at this point, so I don't. That's sort of out of the question for me personally, but I do drink alcohol, so occasionally, I go through phases because I have kind of a tough time with alcohol. Just as an anxious person, as a depressed person by nature, alcohol doesn't react very well with me, right? It can make me feel really depressed, really anxious the next day. And that's that sucks. That's hard for me. So for me personally, I don't really drink when I go out. I'm pretty much sober. I've been actually DDing, designated driver-ing, okay, for my friends and I where, you know, I don't drink. I'm sober the whole night and I just drive everyone around. And I've been loving it. Sometimes I'll, you know, decide I want to have a glass of wine at dinner, in which case, you know, we'll Uber around and stuff. But for the most part, I've been really enjoying just being the designated driver and and doing that. And, you know, that's really intimidating, I think, because obviously alcohol really helps with breaking down the nervous wall that can come up in social situations where there's unfamiliar faces, right? I've been really working on getting to a place where I can go out at night and not drink and be just as social as I was if I, if I drank and it's going great for the first few times. I felt myself really tense, really uncomfortable, really nervous, but I just kept pushing through it. And eventually it just became my new normal. 
And that's just really worked for me recently. Now, I'm not saying that I'll never have an evening where I totally go off and get a little drunky ever again, because it maybe that will be appealing to me at some point, and I'm not opposed to it. You know, when it comes to going out every weekend, whether it's going to parties or going to a bar or going out to dinner late with friends, it just makes me feel happiest and most fulfilled when I don't drink. You know, I wake up the next morning tired because I was up late, but I'm not anxious. I'm not depressed. I'm not hungover. I'm just happy, you know, and it's just what works for me. So again, it's all about catering the the experience to you. What makes it work for you? And I think we feel a lot of pressure to be social in certain ways, right? Oh, you have to drink when you go out. Oh, you have to hang out with your friends every day or you have to do this or do that. Like we all have our own ideas of what healthy social interaction looks like based on what we've absorbed over years of experience, what our peers are pressuring us to do, etc. But you have to mold it to fit you, you know, and that's what I've done. I'm not trying to go to the hottest, coolest party or hottest, coolest bar every weekend. I'm just trying to go meet new people, laugh, giggle, maybe have a borderline boring time in some respects, but to be with good people that I love and to make the most of the experience. I'm not trying to go out and be the drunkest one at the bar. What makes me feel the best is being completely sober, you know? That's what makes nightlife fulfilling for me. And so that's how I'm doing it. And it might not look the coolest. It might not sound the coolest, but it's working for me and I love it. And there it is. I'm at a place now where my social life is helping me recharge. Giving myself a full weekend of fun every weekend has really helped me recharge in between, you know, the work week. Like it's just helped me a lot. And it's something I didn't give any attention to until recently. And it's just, it's been so helpful for me. I took a personality quiz once and it said that I'm introverted and extroverted. Introverted means that it drains your energy to be social. Extroverted means being social gives you energy right? According to a somewhat reputable personality test I took online, one of the most popular ones, it said I'm a mixture of both. And I would say that that's really true. For the past few years, I've been more introverted, you know, and that's what worked for me. Being alone gave me energy. Now I'm at a place where I'm more extroverted. Being social gives me energy. And you have to honor what your brain and body is telling you, you know, we can sort of convince ourselves that we're introverts. We need to be alone all the time or we're extroverts. We need to be social all the time. When the truth is we're all both. We're all introverted sometimes and extroverted other times. And you just have to honor whatever you're feeling that day. You might wake up one day and feel introverted. Great. Honor that. You might wake up one day and feel extroverted. Great. Honor that. It's all about following your instinct and it's going to change sometimes. It's going to evolve sometimes. And that's okay. There's no right or wrong way to be social. You just simply have to cater 
to what you're feeling in the moment. And you have to figure out what's going to allow you to recharge, grow, and feel fulfilled. That's it. And it may change on a monthly basis, on a yearly basis, on a daily basis. But there's no right or wrong way to be social. It's so incredibly personal to every person. And it's so important to give yourself the space to figure that out without the noise of what other people want to do and what society wants you to do, etc. What do you want to do? Figure it out. My final point for today is there's nothing wrong with having your social life in the top of your priorities, right? I think society as a whole tends to prioritize work and productivity over social life, well-being, etc. And it's okay to go through phases where your priority is work and career, but it's also okay to go through phases where your priority is being a little bit more social. I mean, the goal is to do everything responsibly, right? To work responsibly, to be social responsibly. But there, there's sometimes a negative stigma around prioritizing your social life. And I know I've felt that throughout my life, you know, feeling like I don't deserve to be social if I haven't got my work done, et cetera. And, you know, there's definitely, there's definitely a fine line between being negligent, right? And not doing what you got to do and being social instead versus being burnt out and exhausted and thinking, you know what, we really help me hanging out with my friends right now. There's a fine line that gets complicated, but there's nothing wrong with leaning into your social life and putting it at the top of your priorities. My top priorities used to be, you know, getting my work done and having alone time. And now my priorities are getting my work done and being social. Does that mean maybe my alone time is getting less attention? Yeah, of course. But I don't need it as much right now. So it's fine. It's working just fine for me. Your priorities are going to shift in life. Your desires are going to shift in life. The things that work for you are going to constantly change. And that's okay. And you just got to go with the flow. All right. Well, that's all I have for today. That's all I have to say for today. I hope you enjoyed hearing about my social life. Realizing now that I just kind of talked about me the whole time. But hopefully there was something of value in there. <laughs> hopefully. I really appreciate all of you for hanging out. As always, it's always such a pleasure. And if you enjoyed it, you can tune in every Thursday and Sunday for a new episode. Follow Anything Goes on Instagram at Anything Goes. Check out my Instagram at Emma Chamberlain to see like what clothes I'm wearing or to check in on my dark circles under my eyes. They're usually there in the photo. Check out my coffee company, Chamberlain Coffee. Go to chamberlaincoffee.com, pick up, your, pick up yourself something or head to a local Walmart, maybe. I mean, there's the options. There's options, okay? You can use code AG15 for a little discount off the website. Follow Chamberlain Coffee on Instagram at Chamberlain Coffee if you want to see what's happening. Yeah, that's all I have. Thank you again for listening. I hope you have an awesome rest of your day. I hope it's totally a gorgeous day. And if today wasn't gorgeous, 
I hope that tomorrow is gorgeous. And just know that you're gorgeous. Okay? Remember that. I love and appreciate all of you. Talk to you later.